0: Dear cheap astronomy, if we colonized the solar system, what would we do on the different planets? Part 2. In this Part 2 episode, we are looking into the far future, which has access to speculative technologies, which may, or may not, come to pass. Indeed, as we stated in Part 1, we may never get beyond leaving a few footprints on our local satellite before civilization as we know it, collapses completely. However, if we do assume the rise of technology can be kept on its current trajectory indefinitely, then sure, all sorts of things could become possible. But, this is cheap astronomy, so we do have to lay out some wet blankets. Firstly, warp drive just isn't going to happen. And any speed that even approaches light speed is A, going to require an absolute ton of energy, and B, would be insanely dangerous with respect to collisions with small particles, let alone big particles. If we could manage just 1% of the speed of light, that's still an insanely fast 11 million kilometers an hour. At that speed, you could get to Pluto in around 23 days, although we should call it 30 days, since you'll need survivable periods of acceleration and deceleration at either end of the journey. However, given that we're dealing with advanced technologies, it remains to be seen whether taking over the solar system actually requires us to be all over the solar system. Alongside developing the future capacity to fly at insanely fast speeds, we should also see some major advances in robotics, including telepresence. That is, the ability to see and touch the things that your robot sees and touches. So, with all that going for you, why put your own life at risk if you can just send a robot? While light-time radio delay eliminates the possibility of real-time decision-making, artificial intelligence and robot redundancy would work nearly as well. In other words, if one robot makes a mistake, you just tell the next one to follow a different algorithm. Anyway, whether it's us pulling the levers or the robots doing it for us, these are the sorts of things we could be doing on the different planets. On Mercury, you have an abundance of solar energy and some good mining prospects, with any non-organic mineral deposits that are available on Earth being also available there. Mining-wise, the same goes for Mars, and although Venus's surface is pretty inaccessible, Its dense atmosphere represents a great source of CO2, useful for photosynthetic food production, or you could just electrolyse it for the oxygen, or you could combine it with H2O to make methane, if we are still doing mundane chemical rocketry in our far future. As for water, well there's a bit on the Moon, and a bit more on Mars, and maybe a lot more in the outer asteroid belt, past the frost line there's also lots of water on the ice moons of the gas giants along with an abundance of hydrogen available from the gas giants themselves even further out there's a kuiper belt full of ice blocks although the further out you go the more it's just empty space but let's remember this is cheap astronomy where just because something could happen doesn't mean it will happen. Regardless of the seemingly magical transformations that future technologies may bring, the basic principles of return on investment will still apply. So, for example, no one's going to be sucking CO2 out of Venus's atmosphere unless there's a genuine need for it, and unless the benefit outweighs the cost of gaining that benefit. And while everyone gets excited about finding water in space, we've got more water than we know what to do with here on Earth. The only reason we'll need water in space is if we live in space. And to do that, we need a reason, an economic reason. So, getting back to basics it's likely our next short-term step is to start sourcing rare Earth metals from near-Earth asteroids. This will require a refinery and probably a permanent human presence on the Moon, where we'll first crash and then refine asteroid ore. If we can manage that much, then you have a good rationale to start sourcing off-world water for those lunar bases. After that, it's all pretty much science fiction. Until we really have managed these first next steps. Fingers crossed.